The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And thank you so much once again for joining us. Remember, if for any reason uh, you've got a friend that wants to hear the show, they're all on podcast. If they miss it, I know this is a busy sports time of the year, but uh, I've got some really interesting guests, and we've got some great races to handicap that definitely will have an impact on both the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby. Uh, first guest is going to be Mindy Coleman. She's somebody that works behind the scenes. She's the counsel for the Jockeys Guild, of course, the organization that represents professional jockeys and quarter horse uh, racers uh, founded back in 1940. Mindy's going to give us uh, kind of the inside track of some of the uh, the legal doings and what goes into her job as far as uh, taking care of members of the guild and uh, upcoming issues. And then our, our guest handicapper is going to be Gary West. And if you're a regular listener to this show, you'll know that uh, Gary is one of the most quality people out there. Uh, he's a frequent contributor to ESPN, uh, wrote for years for the Dallas Morning News and the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He's the son of a jockey, was a college teacher. Uh, and so, uh, Gary, always uh, entertaining, informative, and very, very intelligent. And we're going to be looking at, again, big points races this week. And we're looking at the Fairgrounds Oaks and the Louisiana Derby, obviously from the Fairgrounds. Then we're going to go to Florida to Gulfstream Park and uh, similar races for the boys and the girls. We've got the Gulfstream Park Oaks and the Bessaloo Florida Derby, all very interesting races with good storylines. So uh, looking forward to talking with uh, Mindy and Gary as the show progresses. I want to thank you again for joining us, and I hope that you have uh, been downloading some of the easy win forms from Winning Ponies. Once again, I'd like to start off the show with a smile on my face and some winners. Uh, last Saturday at the fairgrounds, as a matter of fact, Ten Cent Super Box brought home two thousand one hundred and ten dollars. And uh, last Friday at Gulfstream, we had a one dollar Super Five key that paid over sixteen hundred dollars. Uh, last Saturday at Mountaineer, we had a one dollar Super that paid one thousand. $202. And let's see, just yesterday at Turf Paradise, as you can see, we go all over the country with our top picks. Just yesterday, a $1 super that paid $1,558. So go to winningponies.com and check it out. There's so much going on at that site, and you definitely want to pull down the easy win forms. Well, big, big world of racing. That's right. The Dubai World Cup is this weekend at Maydan Racecourse. Uh, the Dubai World Cup is coming up. 
Uh, the Dubai World Cup's the most valuable horse race in the world, worth uh, about $10 million, uh, our money. And, of course, it's a Group 1 race. And overall, the Dubai World Cup will have nine races with prize money totaling $30 million. Now, that will be staged on Saturday uh, nighttime there, but early morning here. So check out your local racetrack or OTB parlor and see if they're going to be bringing those races down. Uh, the, uh, the races, not one of them less than a million dollars. Uh, the Dubai Golden Shanine is two million. The Dubai Turf, six million. The Shima Classic, six million. And then the World Cup is ten million. Now, very important to note that this year will be the first time since the World Cup was staged at the old Nod El Sheba race course back in 2009, the Derby and the Godolphin Mile are going to be held on the dirt as they were back then because Maydan has had the synthetic surface called Tapeta pulled up, and so now they're on the dirt. And who's there? Well, undoubtedly, California Chrome is going to be a big favorite for the Dubai World Cup. I believe he drew the outside post position, which with his ability to rate, I don't think is going to hurt him that much. So it'll be very interesting to see if uh, Art Sherman and his team uh, took the gamble and uh, it can bring home the top spot. He says he's not worried about Maidan's dirt uh, as California Chrome speed and style could pretty much uh, place him anywhere. So Art Sherman uh, sent the horse over there with his son first uh, and, He's over there himself, has been, I believe, now for about five days. And we do know from his interviews that he didn't particularly really want to come, but uh, the, the fact that, that he's there now, he's kind of excited. He says the California Chrome has settled in, uh, and, and he's doing well. And uh, so he's just going to try to relish the experience and the hope that uh, California Chrome can bring home the top spot. Again, check with your local track or OTB parlor to see if they are going to be having it. Now, you will be able to watch it, but uh, it's probably going to be a little bit late. Fox Sports 1 uh, will broadcast the World Cup live, they are telling us. Now, this is Saturday, uh, and, but it's also going to have a replay of the Shima Classic that will air from, the show is going to air from 12.30 to 1.30. So it looks like you're going to get to see the big race live, but they're going to rebroadcast some of the other races. Uh, the telecast is going to have, uh, you know, interviews, features. Uh, Simon Bray is going to be on the show. Greg Wolf, uh, Richie Rigmigliori, uh, little Andy Serling is going to be on the show. So uh, it should be uh, very interesting. Again, that's Fox Sports 1 and um, also, our friends at Horse Racing Radio Network uh, will be covering the Dubai World Cup as well as, later in the day, the Florida Derby and the Louisiana Derby. Again, the, the Horse Racing Radio Network, uh, we've had several of their guests on here, um, has the website with live streaming at www.horseracingradio.net if you want to uh, check out the big races from across the pond. All right, let's see what else has been happening in racing this week here. You're listening to Winning Ponies. And uh, Ron the Greek, 
who was purchased and was going to race in the World Cup uh, for Dubai interest uh, is out of the World Cup because of an unspecified injury. So we won't get to see a former North American horse, Ron the Greek. Now, we're heading into the final three-day futures pool for the Derby. Right now, American Pharaoh and Dortmund are the top betting choices. Uh, very uh, close behind, uh, excuse me, uh, Carpe, Carpe Diem, uh, who put in a huge effort. Looks like he's going to show up by just a press release at the Bluegrass for his final uh, race before the Derby. Uh, firing lines at 12 to 1, uh, far from over 15 to 1, upstart 22 to 1. So this is the last week for those early futures for the Derby. And as far as the NTRA top thoroughbred poll, this is all horses. Shared belief still at the top over main sequence, California Chrome, and Honor Code. Uh, Constitution and Bayern, Lee and Dortmund round out the top eight. Now, as far as just the three-year-olds are concerned, right now, we'll see what happens after this weekend, Dortmund is on top. Over American Pharaoh, Carpe Diem, Upstart, Firing Line, El Kabir, International Star, Far From Over, It's a Knockout, and Prospect Park. And several of those horses will be racing this weekend. Our Jockeys Guild Jockey of the Week goes to Jose Lescano. I got to see him perform live and in person over the weekend. Uh, Lescano wrapped it up with back-to-back stakes wins at Turfway Park. Uh, He brought home Don't Leave Me uh, to a win in the Grade 3 Bourbonette Oaks. And he also uh, brought home a really nice-looking candy ride colt by the name of Dubai Sky who is huge, and he ran such a big race that he is going to be a uh, late nomination to the Triple Crown. He was on Monday. And uh, looks like we lost uh, one of our top uh, stallions of all time. Smart Strike has been euthanized. He was a two-time champion sire in North America. He was put down just yesterday at Lanes End Farm near Lexington. He was 23 years old at the time. What a career at stud. 113 stakes winners, 12 champions, four Breeders' Cup winners, and two classic winners. So uh, Smart Strike, a son of Mr. Prospector, out of the, the Canadian Hall of Fame mayor, classy and smart, no longer with us, but I'm sure his sons will be passing along his bloodlines for times to come. All right, well, I reached out to my friend Ed Meyer, who uh, for a long time worked at Turfway Park, and I uh, wanted to see if he'd come up with a winner over at Turfway in the Oaks or the Spiral, and yes, he did. Ed's top pick on Winning Ponies last week for the Bourbonette Oaks was Don't Leave Me, a horse that had not raced this year. Don't Leave Me, again, Jose Lescano in the saddle, put in a strong move circling the field, paid $13.40. Thank you very much, Steady Eddie. You could hook that up with the favorite, Sweet Success, another candy ride that ran second. Joel Rosario was in the saddle, so hope you brought home the exacta. In the third spot was Charla Ray. Drayden Van Dyke in town for the first time to ride at Turfway, got the third spot. Then, as I said uh, earlier, uh, Dubai Sky paid 16.80 as the winner of the spiral. Let me tell you, folks, 
this horse is absolutely gorgeous and I don't think is going to have any problem with the distance. You may re- remember a horse by the name of Twirling Candy that won on turf, synthetic, and dirt. Well, this is a full brother trained by Bill Mott. Again, Lescano in the saddle. This was the horse's first race off the turf and came home very impressively after a game win in the Kitten's Joy. It was also his first time on LASIK. So Dubai Sky stalked four wide and just drew clear by two and a quarter lengths. Extremely impressive. Ed's second pick uh, was Conquest Typhoon, who ran in the second spot. And then Ed's long shot, Fire Spike, went off at 37 to 1, paid 11.80 to show. So again, I want to thank Ed Meyer, and that's why I reached out to him for Turfway Park, because he knows that track very, very well. Our friend John McDoolin, he's out at Sunland. Maybe Ed gave him a call, I'm not sure. But again, these were points races. Uh, the Sunland Park Oaks uh, was a race that we looked at, and Maybelline, yes, she was true, got first, but by a DQ. Uh, Victor Espinoza in the saddle for Bob Baffert, believe it or not, DQing another Bob Baffert horse. It was Callback, who was the one to five favorite, a grade one stakes winner coming out of the Lost Virginies. Uh, he was rated in second on the rail, but he did cut over fast, and he got disqualified all the way down to fourth. But it wasn't the saddest day in the world for Mr. Baffert, anyhow. Uh, he brought this horse home for Natalie J. Baffert, Maybelline, uh, gets the win over the stablemate, uh, pushed up to second at 20 to 1 with Scat Means Go, and third, the speed horse who led most of the way, was Fancy and Flashy. Again, they will all get Oaks points. And the final race that we will uh, be looking at, or did look at, and give you the results, and that was the Sunland Derby. No surprise in there, firing line absolutely dominated this group firing line so glad that Dortmund wasn't in the race this is the horse has been challenging uh, Dortmund just finished second to Dortmund twice by a head in graded stakes races out on the west coast firing line goes to Sunland gets the job done by I believe 14 and a half links Gary Stevens I believe he's found his Kentucky Derby mount in the second spot at 11 to 1 was where's the moon and finishing third another long shot at 24 to 1 pain and misery again they all got points to get into the derby, but firing line without Dortmund in the race was very, very strong. Just coming into his own. This is only uh, this Colts' fifth career race. Well, that's a look at last week's races and what's happening in the national news. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we're going to be with Mindy Coleman from the Jockeys Guild. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? 
can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing the one two three Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love one two three Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me now for the first time on Winning Ponies, we've had a lot of guests from the Jockeys Guild over the years, but this is going to be Mindy Coleman. She's the counsel for the Jockeys Guild uh, that represents the, the professional jocks, both in thoroughbred and quarter horse racing. Of course, everybody knows the Guild is there to represent the jockeys throughout the country, uh, monitor developments in local, state, and federal laws. Found out a lot of interesting stuff about Mindy. I had no idea that uh, her childhood was spent uh, kind of in the northwest portion of, of the country, and she grew up with, uh, sounds like a national velvet story, a passion for horses. Uh, she did dressage, jumping horses, uh, worked with horses in Oregon, Washington, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, uh, a graduate of Arizona State University, and then she went on to get her law degree from Gonzaga, who not only has a good law school, but a very good basketball team. And uh, Starting from uh, December 2004, she became the in-house counsel for the Jockeys Guild. Uh, and right now, she also has a private practice. Uh, and so let me introduce you right now to Mindy Coleman. Mindy, did I get most of your bio right? You did, John. John, thank you for having me on. Um, one thing I do want to say, I went to work for the Guild in December of 2009. Oh, okay. After there was the changes in management. It was in 2009. Well, you, you've done a very good job since, as you know. I'm, I'm good friends with uh, one of your, your best uh, uh, reps, uh, Jeff Johnston, and his wife, Joe Lynn. Now, um, what I want to talk about a little bit, because since I didn't know anything about it, it's got to be pretty cool that you're in the position you're in now, but you, you've got a really extensive background in horsemanship with all breeds. Yes, it's, it's great being uh, able to work with the top jocks in the country. But I also grew up around some of the smallest tracks, starting even with Lebois, which is where Gary Stevens' family, you know, trained. And one of the tracks where he started, and, and Scott Stevens, um, who rides at Turf Paradise now, and, and well as at Canterbury. 
but it you know that was the area where their father Ron Stevens also trained in in Idaho and then in the northwest um some of the smaller tracks so it's fun to be with the top jockeys but also I grew up around the smaller tracks it's great well, which work. I think in your we'll position uh, as well. becomes valuable because you've got to see it from, from all sides. It's not like you grew up in Manhattan and you, you knew about the Naira tracks and the other ones were just, uh, you know, lucky to be alive. But I, I, I digress. D- did you ever foresee that a, that a law degree would lead you full circle back to the equine world? You know, actually, when I was eight years old, I told my parents I would be an attorney here in Kentucky. However, I thought I'd be working for one of the big horse farms. Like, you know, now, Calumet. What, what made you think that? I mean, or... you're, you're out in the Northwest. What made you think that you'd be working in Kentucky? Uh, just rose colored glasses and big screens. I, um, the big farms had their own in house counsel at that time in the 80s and 90s, and I aspired to do that. Well, that that's pretty cool that you can look into a crystal ball and and, and see your future. Um, well, I guess I got two questions here: is uh, what actually brought you to Kentucky and specifically the Jockey Guild, and was it a difficult decision for you to give up your career as a supermodel to do that? <laughs> I appreciate that, but when I was actually in my last year of law school, I. Um, had applied to the University of Kentucky to come as a visiting student because at that time they had offered a equine law class and I wanted to come and get acclimated in Kentucky uh, before I took the bar. So I moved to Kentucky sight unseen that last semester and attended the University of Kentucky, even though I actually graduated from Gonzaga. And then um, was here that last semester before I took the bar opened my own practice and, and was in my own uh, practice with construction and uh, bankruptcy and construction litigation from 2004 until I went to work for the Guild in 2009. Now, what was your entrance? Was there, was there, did you see there was an opening? Did you have a friend of a friend that said, hey, the Guild might need your services? How did you get your foot in the door? Actually, Terry Meeks had reached out to Dan Fitt and um, Kristen Warner, who is with the uh, jockey club now and had said, you know, do you know of any young attorney that would be interested um, in going to work for the guild because of their legal expenses that they had had at that time? And they were looking for someone to become in-house counsel. And Kristen and Dan had both referred Gary to me. So we went through the interview process and the rest is history. Well, uh, you wouldn't be around as long as uh, you have been if uh, they didn't uh, appreciate your efforts. Now, you know, the, the world of racing, Mindy, is in such a constant uh, state of ebb and flow. And along with that, I have to guess your daily activities. Is there such a thing as a day in the life of Mindy Coleman? I have to say, um, I never know what's going to happen. Every single morning, it is a new day and never know what to expect. With that first email or that first phone call that I get from Terry Meeks in the morning or the first email that I hear come through normally starts about 5.30. And I do not know if it's going to be good news saying that we've accomplished a goal that we've been working on or if it's going to be a report of an accident from the previous night or an update of a rider's injury or something, you know, a rider that's had went to the hospital the night before and an update on their 
status. Well, I mean, you're, you're in a key position, and let's face it, the, the needs of jockeys are many. Now, as part of a dues-paying member of the Jockey Guild, are you accessible to them for a referral or consultation on perhaps a legal issue? Yes. Um, we don't typically represent individuals, per se, unless it's a, a matter that will could have a potential outcome on that would affect the rest of the room or all jockeys, or if it's something where their constitutional rights are being impacted based on the decision. But if they have a issue that they are dealing with, track-related, racing-related, I can provide them um, referrals for local council. If it is non-racetrack-related, but it is something that could have potential impact on their racing license, obviously we become involved to an extent and make sure that they have the best counsel possible. So we'll, we'll provide them with referrals. So it is one of the advantages of being a member because some listeners may not realize that not all jockeys are guild members. And in your opinion, what are the major advantages of being in the guild and how are those benefits explained to young riders just entering the sport? Some of the, the biggest benefits, I mean, in addition to the temporary disability in the event that a rider is injured, the life insurance, the AD&D policies that are provided, um, the representation is one of the biggest benefits, not just by myself, but also our regional managers or the room representatives, which are our appointed jockeys guild um, members. And they tend to be older, more respect or, you know, older respected jockeys that are in that colony that then go with those riders to movies with the stewards and represent that rider or the riders before the stewards when they are called for any sort of riding infraction. Um, having, you know, those, those senior riders with them give their opinions. Plus, they also provide some sort of mentor to them and, and help them see, you know, when they're making mistakes or see what they can do to improve their riding. That's a really big asset um, for any young rider. I mean, if you're, oh, you know, I'm you're in a room, in the room and it does work. Now, I'm sorry. I said I've seen that happen. I I know some oh. of the people that you're talking about, and it, and it does work. I've seen them approach and young riders and, and encourage them, maybe take them under their wing, and uh, I, I can see how they're an extended arm of the guild. Now, last week, uh, we had on the show Steve Cook, the executive director of the NTRA Safety and Integrity Alliance, where he oversees the accreditation program. Since this program is yes. an obvious benefit for the riders, does the guild work in concert with them to kind of promote such participation by the tracks? Oh, Absolutely. We also worked with them to create their medical standards and protocols, um, the recommendations regarding paramedics and their trauma pro- protocols, as well as working with the adoption for the ARCI model rules for any safety standards. Plus, you know, anything we can do to improve the safety, that's obviously our main goal. A- absolutely. Well, um Coming down to the bottom of the hour, this is a big question, but I want to ask you this personally. In the opinion of Mindy Coleman, what's the biggest legal challenge facing the Guild today, or what may it be in the future? 
the biggest legal challenge I would say legally would be hopefully trying to get some sort and, and it's kind of twofold would be trying to um, establish worker and it's not necessarily legal it would be more legislative but would be trying to establish workers comp benefits for each of the for riders in each one of the jurisdictions would be one and of our biggest legally you know it's a bit of a challenge because trying to get the riders recognized as something other than independent contractors. And my next question and final question, because I see my producer saying I'm about up, is what's the best part of your job, Mindy? Day in and day out, the best part yep. is I get paid to, uh, to, you know, to go to the racetrack. <laughs> you know, that's, I, get a, I get to uh, combine my passion with my career. And not everybody can say that. I thank God that I get to go to work every day. Well, uh, quite frankly, then you're really not working. You're just uh, you're living and providing a great service. I've always said that that you know a job at the race is not really a job if you're doing what you love. You're not working, and I'm glad that that's your attitude. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen you without a smile on your face. I'm sure it happens sometimes during the day, but uh, anytime I've seen you at, at any track, you seem to be thoroughly uh, absorbing what's going on in the day and, and enjoying what you do, and it seems like all of the, the, the jocks totally know you and, and embrace you, so obviously you, you've made an impact, Mindy. Well, thank you. All right. Well, we've been talking with Mindy Coleman. I certainly appreciate her time. Uh, she's the counsel for the Jockeys Guild. And uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. And when we come back, we're going west. That's right. We're going west with Gary West. And we're going to look at some of the top races across the country. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing the 123 Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love 123 Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me now, no stranger to winning ponies. I reach out every now and then, and he never turns me down. Gary West, frequent contributor to ESPN, but turned the clock back a little bit. He was the regular columnist for the Dallas Morning News and the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. <coughs> Excuse me, got a little cough there. Uh, he was a college teacher, uh, a son of a jockey. Uh, he's appeared as a commentator on racing on ESPN and on CNN. He's hosted his own radio program on on racing, and was also the president of the National Turf Riders Association uh, from 2005 through 2006. Gary West, welcome and thanks for being with us again. Well, it's my pleasure, John. Thank you. Well, you know, I I I've got to ask you a question here before we get to look at some of this week's major races and major horses. Uh, you wrote a story, I'm going to say about a month ago, on Oaklawn Park, which was absolutely great. And, you know, I got a college degree, but I'll admit I'm not the sharpest pencil in the book. You've got to help me with a word that was in your story. And I'll just read the sentence. It's not misogynistic so much as myopic. All this talk about how good the older males are looking and how promising the three-year-old Colts can see. I didn't even go to a dictionary. I wanted to hear it from you. What does the word misogynistic, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, mean? Well, I, 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 I think uh, perhaps you're, you're, you're misspelling that, but it, it would be um, a misogynist is, is someone who uh, dislikes women. Um, and, and so uh, uh, that's the... Uh, in that context, it would, uh, I'm still a little bit of a stretch there. Some of the dislikes male horses. <laughs> well, I, I was mispronouncing it, and it just didn't register with me. Because now that you say it, yeah, I do know that word. So, okay. anyhow, now that I've thrown that out, I've always been a big fan of your writing. Uh, but I've always been a big fan. Uh, before we move on to the, this week's races, which are very important on the three-year-old trail, male and female, I'd like to get your opinion on two of the equine stars of the sport, starting with shared belief, a horse with only one perhaps excusable blemish on his entire career record. Uh, as a gelding, um, could shared belief be the next John Henry? Wouldn't that be marvelous? I, I wouldn't doubt it, but he is uh, an extraordinary horse. When I saw him as a two-year-old, I thought he was very talented, but frankly, I had no idea that he could be as good as he has turned out to be because he isn't the most graceful mover and he's not a grand looking horse, but he just has, um, a, a fierce determination and, and he is, um, very fast, obviously. And I, uh, liked him early on, as I said, but I just never imagined he could become the kind of horse he has become. He, he gets over the ground smoothly, uh, but, but when I say his action isn't the best, he does kind of um, swing that foreleg a little bit. Uh, so I wasn't sure that, that he would make it to the Derby. As it turned out, he didn't. Um, but he has turned, turned out to be uh, a 
a durable horse and a uh, a horse who's learned how to take care of himself and a very intelligent professional horse. When he's called upon, he just comes running. And I don't think there's any doubt right now that he's the best horse in training. And I, I, I think that uh, he could have a sensational year and he could have a sensational few years. So uh, knock on wood, I hope we see a lot of him. It's going to take a, an exceptional horse to, uh, to beat sheer belief. He is outstanding at any distance from seven eighths of a mile to a mile and a quarter. And I, I look forward to seeing him run again. Well, uh, we did have Jerry Hollendorfer on the show two weeks ago, and, and it looks like he's getting ready to potentially venture out of California, which I think is going to be great for racing, whether he ends up uh, at Charlestown or in the Met Mile. I think this would just be a fantastic horse to parade around North America to say, come on, try and beat me, because he is sensational. Yeah, he is. He can go to the lead. He can come from out of it. He obviously can overcome trouble, as he showed when he um, won the awesome again stakes, despite being carried out to the middle of the racetrack. Right. Unfortunate it was that he got bumped around leaving the gate in the Breeders' Cup Classic. But even there, he he ran gamely to to, to get close. Um, he's a remarkable horse, and the sport, as we've commented many times, needs stars. And he is the brightest star in the galaxy right now. And I think it would be wonderful for him to travel as well. That's exactly what the sport needs. And as much as I love Zenyatta, you know, I, I think that was one of the, one of the unfortunate things about her career, which was that she stayed in California for the most part, only traveling to go to the um, apple blossom at Oakland park. And of course the beaters cup classic at Churchill Downs. Otherwise, she stayed in California and ran against um, small fields. And so we never, I don't think we ever got to see how good she was. And can you imagine what would have happened if she had showed up at Belmont Park at Saratoga? There would have been a throng there to, to welcome her <laughs> to New York. Um, I, I, I hope that they, they take sheer belief on the road as well. It would be great for horse racing. Well, Jerry indicated that he may well do that. Well, now let's go on to another one of the sports popular stars, California Chrome. He's in Dubai for Saturday's big race. Art Sherman, his trainer, has hinted it really wasn't his decision. What's Gary West read on his trek to the foreign land? Well, I have a lot of respect for California Chrome. Um, He just happens to be... Um, you know, in, in California where sheer belief is stable, and he happens to be uh, a horse right now who I, I think is probably not able to beat sheer belief, uh, unless sheer belief just has a, you know, a, a freakish, um, misfortune. But, but California Chrome, all that said, is an exceptional horse, and I give him a big shot, uh, in, in the race in Dubai. But that said, too, that, this doesn't, or that oval, I should say, uh, that doesn't really favor um, athleticism. And, you know, athleticism is California Chrome's advantage. He runs the turns well. He's a nifty horse. He's a very athletic horse. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, he's going to give a good account of himself and run well, but I would be a little surprised to see him win the big race there. Well, yeah, again, you know, I think it was the owner's call. Uh, $10 million is going to turn your head. Uh, 
you know, it, it is what it is. I just hope he, he comes out of the race fine and he does get back to the race as well in North America. Um, again, before we get on to this week's races, which are packed with talent, um, this year's three-year-old crop, Gary, I know I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited uh, just talking about the boys. And these are horses that probably are probably definitely aren't going to race this weekend. But, I mean, we're looking at uh, – Dortmund, Carpe Diem, American Pharaoh, a horse that had a huge race last week. I was there, uh, Dubai Sky. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it makes, it's making for a really interesting three-year-old crop. I mean, besides the horses we're going to talk about tonight, any one of those horses I just named could jump up and win the Derby. I, I agree. I, in fact, I have a column I just wrote, uh, um, yesterday, and I, I think it was posted today on ESPN about this crop of three-year-olds, and they are, I think, a, a very good group. That doesn't always translate into an outstanding derby or an outstanding triple crown. As it turned out, we had a tremendous group of three-year-olds last year, but most of them, of course, did not run in the triple crown races. Honor Code and Constitution were injured, shared belief, and Bayern didn't come around until later. But I think if, if this group holds together, we're going to see a tremendous uh, triple crown series because already uh, three or four of them are performing at a level that in most, or I shouldn't say most years, but in some years will be good enough to win the Kentucky Derby. Already they're there. And there are a few more who look like they're about to get there. So we could have a, a derby with no fewer than, than six or seven legitimate top horses, uh, top contenders. And that's going to make for an exciting triple crown. I, I, I agree with you that uh, the horses you, you mentioned at the outset, uh, any one of them could, could win the Kentucky Derby. And we'll see some more coming up in the uh, – the next few weeks, starting, of course, uh, Saturday with the Ford Derby and Louisiana Derby, and uh, then the Wood Memorial and the Santa Anita Derby, and the Arkansas Derby on April 11th will be the last big, big uh, preparatory race for the Kentucky Derby, and that's where we expect to see American Pharaoh again. Absolutely. Well, I, I know that you've got uh, roots uh, way down yonder in New Orleans, and as a writer, you can really get your teeth into this year's Louisiana Derby. Uh, I was on a conference call this week uh, with uh, Tom Amos and Joe Talamo. A war story can make a great story. Uh, Joe Talamo was a kid running around the backstretch at fairgrounds when Tom Amos was training. And as it turns out, uh, Ron Paolucci found this horse, bought this horse, and War Story now, they, they asked Joe, look, we want to ride you horse, this horse in the Louisiana Derby. You've got to commit to two races, the Louisiana Derby and the Kentucky Derby. Kid that grew up just the next parish over, I believe, from the fairgrounds, Joe Talamo, uh, said that he would do it. And it's kind of like a great New Orleans story with uh, Tom Amos now riding Joe Talamo in the Louisiana Derby, a race both of them said they wanted to win their whole life. Gary, I think we're, we're, we're losing you a little bit. I think what we might do is go to break. I'm going to have Michael, our producer, call you back and see if we can't get a better connection. So we're with Gary West. We're talking horses here on Winning Ponies, and we'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep. 
school to the pros we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports and they're off what can't make it to the track you can still get all the action with winningponies.com the home of the easy win form the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds quarters and arabian horses at most american and canadian tracks whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Introducing the One Two Three Racing Pick Six, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love 123 Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. License and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, Gary West. We're going to try to put 10 pounds in a 5-pound bag. Right now, we're going to look at the Fairgrounds Oaks. Gary, it looks to me like I'm a chatterbox has a target on her back in this race. Well, she does. She has been nothing less than sensational in her two races down there. Uh, she won the Rachel Alexandra, and uh, she won the um, 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 Silver Bullet Day in very convincing fashion both times. She's versatile. She has speed, and yet she rallied from far back in her last win. So she's quite a good filly, and, and uh, she had an outstanding workout the other day. She's going to be tough to beat. The one filly in there that I find very intriguing is Shook Up, who broke her maiden by 13 lengths in New Orleans. And everyone thought she was the uh, going to be the star to emerge in that division. As it turns out, though, she's had two weak races as they've uh, tried to rate her and teach her a little something. She has resisted uh, education. Uh, but uh, Shook Up is more talented than she has shown in her last two races and might have a shot you pull off an upset there, but you're right. I'm a chatterbox. Certainly looks uh, very formidable in the Fairgrounds Oaks. All right. And I'd be remiss not to say the horse I want to put underneath is break it from the inside, forever unbridled. you got to like a, a three-year-old filly whose mother won the Kentucky Oaks Lemons forever. So <laughs> you're going to have to take an extra look at her. Now let's go to Gulfstream Park. I'll tell you what. We'll start out with, with, the, uh, with the Florida Derby. If we get to the Oaks, we do. Um, interesting race uh, it could be a rematch of the uh, fountain of youth that uh, was a disqualification that put it's a knockout up over upstart although i think upstart is really the better of the two horses but there's a rising star here in materiality who in only a second start recorded a 104 buyer and 
won at a mile and an eighth the distance of the Florida Derby. This could be any kind of horse from the Pletcher barn. He, he could be. He's an exciting prospect. Uh, this race will be much different, however, from the, the last one he won, where he set a length off of a modest pace. And the, the pace here is going to be livelier. And he, he's probably going to be several lengths back, maybe five or six, maybe four or five. But, but he's not going to be within a length of the lead as he was uh, in his last outing. So he's going to have to do something a little different than he has done in the past. And he's coming back in three weeks' time, which uh, Todd Pletcher, his trainer, said he didn't much care for. But uh, certainly horses do it all the time. Uh, he's he's uh, the, the intriguing horse here. He's the wild card. Uh, certainly upstart is the known quantity. You know, the Fountain of Youth was such a strange race in many ways, but one of those was how slow the track was that day. Um, the, the track was uh, several lengths slower than usual. In fact, you, you could make the argument that it was about, um, on my scale, 50 points slower than um, some of the faster days at uh, Gulfstream Park, and that's 25 lengths going a mile and a 16th. So it was much, much slower than usual, and the horses were very tired coming down the lane. They were just staggering home, and I think that had a, a big influence on the outcome. Uh, I think it was why Frosted just completely stopped and makes him a very intriguing horse in the Wood Memorial. But still, Upstart tried to finish, and he did finish two and a uh, three-quarter lengths in front, and it's a knockout tried to finish despite the, uh, the conditions. I think those are two good horses. And uh, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they run one-two again uh, in in this race. But as you point out, materiality—he is the wild card and uh, a very intriguing newcomer to that bunch. Amy Slatter, by the way, who draws the rail here, is an improving horse, and I wouldn't be shocked if he uh, runs a big race and gets a piece of it in here. But the the two favorites, Upstart and It's a Knockout, are the are the horses to beat, and materiality the wild card, uh, the horse to keep an eye on. And I really don't see, I'll be shocked if, if one of those three doesn't win, although nine horses are in it. Uh, certainly those three, based on proven ability, stand out in the group. <laughs> I totally agree with you. We're talking with, with Gary West. Uh, got about a minute and a half left to uh, take a quick look at probably one of the hardest races to handicap all week long, the Gulfstream Oaks. You've got the top three finishers of the Devana Dale coming out of a three-horse photo finish. You've got the top two finishers coming out of the Sloppy Here Comes the Bride. Um, it's, it's hard to make a strong case for any horse in here, Gary. If, if you put a gun to my head, I'm going to go with Bird at the Wire, who's a closer. I'm hoping there's enough speed in here to set it up. This horse ran against a very big 13-horse field and came up a neck short after being shuffled back to 11th at the start. But there's a lot more to talk about in here, so I'll shut up. Well, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm going to defer to you and, and, uh, and I think second your, your handicapping there because you know that race Bird at the Wire is coming out of, it, it, it was a slow race, but it was on that uh, day when the track was very, very slow, and those horses were staggering down the lane, too. And this horse made up a lot of ground after a troubled start, had some trouble through the lane, and I, I don't think the group in uh, Florida is particularly strong, but I think Bert at the Wire might be the best. 
uh, the Escondrea filly uh, from the Todd Pletcher stable. Uh, she also ran a big race in there, and I, I, I think those two will be the, uh, the ones to beat in the Gulfstream Oaks. Very, very consistent. Uh, uh, Eskin for money. Another horse that uh, I've got to throw in my, on my ticket is this Divine Alda. Uh, once they put blinkers on this horse, the horse is undefeated and at a mile and a 16th. It's one of the few in here that's won at the distance, hoping to get some odds on Divine Ada. So, uh, some great racing coming up this week, and all I can say is thank you, Gary West, for being with us uh, on Winning Ponies. I always love listening uh, uh, to your opinion, not only on the races we're handicapping, but on your overall view of the, the, the horse business in this country. Well, John, you're such a gentleman, and uh, anytime, anything I can do, I, I will be more than willing, and, and thank you very much for having me on. I always enjoy it and, and appreciate uh, your kindness and consideration. You're, you're one of the best, Gary, and uh, I've got your phone number, and I'm not afraid to call it. So thanks so much for being with us. That's Gary West. I want to thank Mindy Very Coleman good. from the Jockeys Guild. I want to remind everybody else to log on to winningponies.com. They've come up with some huge winners uh, consistently. And don't forget, big races, points races at the fairgrounds, at Gulfstream Park. Get out to a racetrack or a betting parlor or wherever you like to make your wagers. This is going to be a great weekend for thoroughbred racing. And thank you so much for listening to Winning Ponies. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.